0: The DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, it's April 12th, and we're it's, it's MLB, right? We're like four days in. We're four days in. Are you sick of it already? Are you sick? I I I are you are you are you are you tired of the of the variance? Do you know how to embrace variance? Well, we'll be talking about that today. About but yesterday's slate. Uh, but uh, first things first. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know me. I love the thummy thumbs. Hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up button, whatever you want to call that button. The button with the little, the little pointy thing facing the ceiling. Give that to me. It helps us out. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. And uh click the notification bell to know when we go live. We got a lot, we got a lot of shows on this YouTube channel. And it's not just me in the morning, right? We got we got stuff, grinders live. There'll be, other, there'll be golf stuff and there's MMA, maybe or something. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. You might as well watch it. I see the YouTube chat uh, as, oh, no, no, Suki Singh got beaten out today. Infamous Tuck was here first, and then real-life pitcher Eric Hillpold. Yeah, well, I'm starting to see, like, like uh, the, the baseball people come back, right? Not the, not the NBA people, the basketball folks. Kickstarter, Daniel Hutchinson's here. Uh, Zach Hobbs. Neil Jaworski. Blender, I need to say thank you. Took second for $2,500 in the MLB Minimax last night using an A's vomit stack. Huge bankroll boost for me. I've learned so much from the Theory of DFS podcast. Let's take a look. We got results, DB, up here. Let's take a look. Second place, Neil Jaworski. Let's see. Do we have DraftKings? Let's see. We're retrieving the... Co- okay, here. Yeah, yeah. Very easy to find. That's Neil underscore Jaworski. All right? Let's take a let's take a Let's take a look. See. Neil Jaworski. Right there, you go. I mean, come on, this is it's not it's not really that complicated, right? One, two, three, four, three, one. There you go. And With Alec Benoa and Paul Blackburn at three percent, right? When you with the thing that, that people don't realize a lot of times when transitioning from NBA to MLB, MLB NBA is is a sport with very limited correlations. Like you're, you're barely considering correlation when building your lineups. Baseball is a sport with heavy correlations. Maybe not as heavy as like esports or something like that, like League of Legends, but very correlated, which, which means that you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily care about like individual player ownerships as much as like the combination of players in your lineup. So, like you look at this, and like in basketball, you never you you rarely see a lineup winning or doing well that have like pretty much most of the lineup like single digit owned. In baseball, you see this all the time, right? Otani was it all like Otani was chalked as like a one-off, and then we had the Brave, the Braves were chalky, right? I was playing on FanDuel last night, so I mean maybe it's slightly different, but I think for the Braves were still the, uh, the chalk stack, the chalk team on on DraftKings as well. And uh, so it's a matter of just combining teams. Like, look, George Springer is 9%, 9 9.7%. Teoscar Hernandez, 7.7%. And Vlad Guerrero, 9.2%. You can't view these things as, like, them as you... At some point, you have to view them individually as well. But between these three players, they're all on the Blue Jays. So 9%, 9%, and 7%. More than, I would say more than half the lineups between these three, all three are in the lineup also. So it's not that Vlad, it's not that Vlad is 9%, George Ringer is 9%, and Teoscar is 7%. It's more like the combination of those three players are a total of 4.5%, right? As a combo, because in baseball, you're more likely to obviously... Play them together because you're stacking in baseball GPPs. Same thing for the for the A's. You go three point five percent for Murphy, three point seven percent for Kemp, zero point eight percent for Noose, and two point five percent for Andrews. But most likely, if you have Andrews, you have Kemp, you have Murphy in your lineup, you're mostly these. Most of this ownership is going to be like A's stacks: five man, four man, three man's, right? You'll see, you'll see one-offs also, but you'll see plenty of that. So this is Sheldon Noose, obviously at point eight percent owned, gets you even lower on the combination. So you have you're pretty much viewing your lineup as the ownership. I'm using Neil's lineup as just an example. It's not, it's not, you know, oh you gotta play his lineup. But the way that you should be thinking about baseball, about MLB DFS, is uh is a I would say a kind of like a jigsaw puzzle of four different four different like four, like three different parts right it would be three different parts yeah some some three or three or four different parts i'm going back and forth right so what are the four what are the four parts okay it's one is the pitchers okay so i'm considering the on the ownership of the pitchers on draftkins you have two and family of one then you, the first part is your primary stack of whatever type. Here, here's the A's. The third part would be the secondary stack, the three part in the lineup or whatever. That's why I said it's three or four, it's the stacks. And then the fourth part would be any one off type of thing. So Byron Buckson, 18%. Like instead of viewing it as, okay, it's 10 players with these ownerships. It's no, it's it's Alec Manoa with 25% ownership. It's Paul Blackburn with 3% ownership. It's an A's four-man with like 1% total owner. like one Sheldon Noose makes that really low. And then like an 8% owned, you know, kind of you know, around that three man Blue Jays. And that and you're combining that together, right? We go up to, to the winning lineup over here, right? Here's here's multiple one-offs. Right, so you have one, two, three, four man A's stack, and then you have like just four one offs. Now, is that that necessarily the greatest construction? No. When on low scoring slates, anything could happen. Right now, you have to consider multiple one offs. It's still basically pitchers, stacks, one offs, right? So when correlation is so high in MLB. Like what, what, if I'm playing a five man stack, what do I, I don't, I don't care. Do you're, you're, you're way overthinking. If you go, well, do I play this guy or that guy? Do I, unless you're playing with like one lineup and it's like, I need to get it perfect. And I don't mind spending an hour determining on what exactly type of Philadelphia Phillies stack do I want versus a one-off like, yeah. If you want to spend extra time, it's, it's, it's made, it's mostly worthless to do. But if you're playing single entry stuff, I I I can understand being like, "Well, let me see, do I play Springer? Do I play Buxton? Do I play Otani? Do I play Harper? Do I play And if you want to do if you want to play that game of what one off the play, feel free to do so. Over the court, over the course of a season, it's going to it's it's going to be 50-50. You know, you know, you know you're not going to get the dive deep into is this a good matchup for Soto or for Trout or they're all great hitters. But that's how we have view, you have to view, that's how you have to view MLB lines. Most people dramatically, dram- and I mean dramatically, overthink MLB DFS. Dramatically. Yesterday, yesterday was, I mean, the A's, the Oakland A's had the lowest stack projection on the entire slate. Okay? They had the lowest stack projection in in, in the bat, in any way you look, right? But they also had the lowest ownership, right? The A's on FanDuel were under-owned. The A's on DraftKings maybe were about efficiently owned. 2% for Andrews, 1% for Pindle. That seems about right. Seth Brown, 2%. FanDuel, they were like 1% or below. Like none none of the A's were more than like 1.2% or anything on FanDuel. Because obviously FanDuel's a little bit, a little bit softer pricing, one pitcher, and you could fit everything. You could fit and trout and trout was scratched, right? right? We didn't have to worry about Trout anymore. So there's one expensive hitter that people were gonna play that now now you don't have to spend on. Neil Jaborski says felt like Patino was overowned and forced some A stacks for leverage got lucky and Petino got hurt. Yeah, but that, dude, you're, you're, you're playing my game? This is what I mean by don't, dramat, don't dramatically overthink MLB. There is so much variance in baseball. It is an event-driven sport where good pitchers could get blown up, bad pitchers could have good games. Now, they're not going to have 22 good games in a row, but they do have good games. You have teams with with 6.5 implied run totals that get shut out. There are teams that have 3.2 run totals that put up 18 runs. It happens. And you're going to play over the course of a 162-game season. You're going to play slates 7, 8, 10, 12 games, 15 games on a slate. There's going to be – not everything's going to plan, every slate. Stuff that – you remember the projections you're looking at are 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 medians and it's an event driven sport so like it's rare that these medians happen it's a wide range of outcomes now the like the braves yesterday had a wide range of outcomes shifted a little bit more towards towards the good side but it's not like so dramatically more if we take a look at take a look at ownership where is the let's go let's this is the mini max let's go to the the realist throw okay so we take a look at ownership on DraftKings at least right like I said I played on Fandle, so it's slightly different if we take a look at this ownership if we go if we go like let's see filter by position and I can't even switch I don't know do we have to fix that then we need to fix something in results DB that should be I should be able to just look at starting pictures or whatever but uh well look Austin Riley Ozzy Albies Marcelo Zuna 20 27 25 25 percent owned like a quarter of the lineups in the contest have like brave stats overowned. owned Ohtani otani as a one-off because the angel stack started going down with the trout out Luis patino on a on a pitch count especially early in the season like i just x'd out patino Now I understand on DraftKings you have to play two pitchers. Yesterday was one of yesterday was a slate where you're like I just don't I don't want to play any pitchers. I didn't have to. So like on FanDuel I played a lot of Alec Munoz. No, but the Yankees are a bad matchup. None of the pitchers are good. I don't care about the matchup. I care about can can who's the most likely to either one go six innings to get the quality start bonus on FanDuel be eligible for the win or at least pick up like five plus strikeouts, even if he gives up some runs. Like Alec Minos is like the only guy on the slate. Alex Maybe Alex Wood, right? Alex Wood also. Like here's two people that maybe, right? And you're going to play a guy with like the, the, like he's like capped at like 60 to 65 pitches, but it's against the A's and they're horrible. It doesn't matter. I I care about ceiling. Right, so that's why, like, to me, Luz Patino was was a non-starter yesterday. And Neil does does the thing that I love doing. What SP2, what non-ace pitcher is going over-owned? And he plays stacks against them. Doesn't now, now, does that mean I'm going to play 150 lineups and play, like, all A stacks? No, of course not. Right, you could if you want. If they're, if they're under-owned enough, and you want to just embrace that. Go for it. You could. But if you played A stacks yesterday, which I didn't, I played 100 lineups on FanDuel. I did not play A stacks. Uh, but if you did, I, I, I don't know the dynamic on DraftKings, but if you did on FanDuel, had I known that the A stacks would be that low and Patino's ownership even on FanDuel was like, like 14% or so, he was owned somewhat. I would have, I would have, I would have played. I would have made and made it end up with like three lineups, maybe two lineups or something like that. I was focused on the Marlins. I had a lot of Marlins. That that didn't work out. I had Marlins and Mariners, right? Very good. Like the combined between both teams scored two runs. But I viewed what Neil did. I did with Dylan Bundy. I expected Dylan Bundy to be more popular than Luis Patino. And I'll pl- I'll play the Mariners against him. So I I did Neil I did the same thing, just with a different pitcher. It's just like I think the Matt Ma- Haniger and Winker and Suarez and Toro that lineup seems much better than the A's lineup. So I'm like oh I'll just hope Dylan Bundy is just good old Dylan Bundy and gives up four home runs in a game, and that didn't happen, right? But this is what you have to do in MLB like. You didn't, Dude, that you're gonna lose more like all all the time in MLB. This is the this is the this is the type of sport that if you're gonna play if you're gonna play 20 lineups, 50 lineups, 100 lineups, that you're not just jamming in value. It's not NBA. This is like the di- diametrically opposed sport to NBA. MLB is the type of thing where when people ask me, it's like uh, I'm playing 100 lineups on Fanduel last night. It's like, well, how, what, what stacks did you have? It's like more than half the teams i have a stack of more than half the team now how many of them is going to be different but what who do i have yeah i the the stack i the most of was was miami and the stack that i was most underweight to the field was atlanta they were the truck they were the truck stack and it's it's april no we, we don't have seven seven team totals or anything I think on a seven-game slate, I don't think there's a reason why a stack should be twenty-five plus percent off. People played Tampa Bay, and I didn't. I barely had them. They were over-owned. on Fanduel. I'm always saying on Fanduel because I played on Fanduel yesterday. I will switch back and forth the, depending on the payout structure of the large field contests. I will switch back and forth. That's 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 pretty much what I do. Like on DK, if I'm the $15, not like 50,000 a first and 10,000 a second, I'll probably play like 50 lineups into that. And on FanDuel, if it's like, like what it was yesterday, $4.44, but it was like it's still 30,000. And by the time you get to 10th place, it's like 500 bucks. So what's 10th place? 500. So I can't, I, my, my, the normal, the general rule is I'm not going to enter as much volume as more than. Tenth place in a contest, but people over. But people overthink this. I think that's what they're talking about in the chat. Let's see. JPL says saw awesome on brick seventy five with some 3-3-2 stacks last night. Yeah, you can play those. The smaller the slate gets, the more the more those types of lineups become higher expected value. And even on large slates, on a, if you're playing a 15, if every team is playing, you're playing a 15-game slate, you can still play 3-3-2. There just aren't as many plus EV 3-3-2s. That that that's you have to you have to get into this mindset. Okay. I try to teach this in the theory of DFS, right? 15-hour audio DFS masterclass, you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. That it's not about what is an a plus EV like. You, people are 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 typically the wrong process. Is to think of what are the traits of a plus EV lineup, and then replicate that, and that's not what you should be doing. You should be thinking of. Uh, so, for instance, when people ask, it's like, well, especially in baseball, because we'll get. Trust me, by August, I'll be I'll be screaming. I'll my my I I'll, I, pulling my hair out people for the seven millionth time will ask about what stack type is the best. There's no such thing as the best stack type. You're playing lineups, not players. Remember, okay? So people like, uh, do 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 I? Here's the thing: is a 15 game slate. Do I play uh, five five three, or five one one one, or four three one, or three three two, or anything like that? And what I will say to you, it's like instead of thinking that way, think of Build plus EV lineups because there may be a lineup. There may be a lineup like we, we always talk about. DFS is a game of getting the most projection for the least ownership. Now in baseball, it's event driven. So projections, you know, the range of outcomes is very wide. So a median projection, I don't, oh, that's this lineup is 0.1 higher, higher median projection. It may not matter. That may wa- completely get washed out by variance. So when people ask like, How much projection do you give up for ownership in in MLB? Like, dude, one swing of the bat is 14 points possibly. Like, dude, you can play lineups that are like 50 points lower median projected. No problem in baseball, especially if they're correlated, right? If you're playing the A stack, it doesn't matter what the ownership of your lineup is anymore, okay? So people think in terms of like, what is the best? Instead of thinking of what is viable, what is viably plus EV? So go okay on a 15 game slate. You always stack five men. It's like well they're they're gonna they're going to be four man stacks, four three one lineups that are plus EV, even on a 15 game slate. They're gonna be they're gonna be four one 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 lineups that are plus EV even on a 15 game slate. The difference is there's going to be less of them. So if you were if you were to no, all the lineups that are that you're competing against, right? If you were to know that, okay, so you're in a contest, how many people? 27,450 entries. And you're playing 150 of them, or whatever, whatever amount of number. If you knew what 23, 27,300 were in the contest already, and now and then it's your lineups of 150. And you were to make a 150 set, how often should you be playing X, what, like those stack types? All, you wouldn't think that way. You would just like, what lineups are plus EV versus those twenty seven thousand three hundred lineups? Which ones are higher EV and which ones are lower EV? Which ones are plus EV in general? And you could probably you could probably build thousands upon thousands about tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands on a fifteen game slate, especially, against those twenty seven thousand three hundred lineups you could probably you, you can build 15,000 plus EV of various standard deviations and various returns but they would be profitable you go well but they're not all equal but i mean at least but they're at least are profitable so so which which 150 out of the 150 which 150 out of the 15,000 well should i play well some of some will have certain teams more than others and it turns out out of the fifteen thousand lineups, would you guess that the high team total teams tend to appear in more of them? Not in all of them, but in more of them, right? Underowned teams relative to their chance of success appear more frequently in lineups of that fifteen thousand to choose from than lineups of over-owned, like in this past league. there would be the less plus EV Braves teams. Doesn't mean there would be none, right? Doesn't mean, oh, I just press the X button and say, I'm not going to play any Brave. No, there are still five men. There are still five man stacks of the five chalkiest Braves that would still be plus EV. It's just now the rest of the lineup is going to be a little bit weirder. So those exist also. They also, there there's some, out of the 15,000, there'll be some four man stacks. There'll be some three man stacks. There even may be, if you're running, like if you're like Nerdy Tenor and you're really running... A lot, a lot the, the most amount of combinations you can, dude. You may you may find lineups that aren't, aren't even stacks, right? Out of the fifteen thousand lineups that that you, that you run through there, you may find there may be three lineups that are literally not even a stack. Like it's just like it's two one one. It's like it's a lineup that you look at and you go, "Who's the idiot that didn't that didn't correlate in baseball?" And it may it may turn out, but there aren't going to be many of those, if any, right? There aren't going to be as many out of that 15,000. So when you ask, do you play five, three, do you play five, one, one, do you play four, three? It all depends on the lineup. Like is that lineup plus EV now, the larger, the slate, the more five man stack lineups on draftings, obviously because you can't do five man on, on FanDuel. the more five man stacks there are that could be plus EV. So if by default, you just built five-man stacks you're more likely to get capture plus ev lineups only because there's more plus ev five-man stack lines so by default if you were to just on a large slate on a 10 plus game slate or whatever even on even on a seven game like if you just defaulted to five-man stacks every slate you'd probably you'd probably be you'd probably find more plus UV lineups than you would trying to find ones that aren't five-man stacks over the course of the season. That wouldn't be worth it to try to find four-man, three-man, any of the other, because they are going to be less of them. Now, as the slate gets smaller, if you're playing a three-game slate, then you don't have any choices to choose from. So maybe spend the extra time. Like Now, in those slates, typically, five-mans are overplayed. They're actually... Many more three, three, twos, two, three, what you know, twos and threes and minis. Those types of lineups that are that are profitable because there's aren't aren't as many teams on the slate, so it's less likely that you'll you'll need to stack five guys from one team when the highest scoring team scores four runs or something. Right on a larger slate, it's most likely the team that scores the most runs. You're gonna you're gonna want five guys from that team, right? So if you just did that, but if if you played a three, three, two lineup on a 15 game slate that isn't wrong but there's just less of those types of lineups that are plus ev now uh use people like Osimo or brick 75 nerdy tenor daniel in the chat are using more of a process where that 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 is being simulated and decided for them that yeah the lineups will be will look like that and that's a one of the plus ev lineups that looks like they're not going in and saying, you know, putting in the stacks page and saying, I want 100%, I want 80% of this, I want 20% of that. Like, no, the simulations are just doing it for them. Okay, let's see. Going through the YouTube chat. But you got to go, I mean, go through Results TV. You should be doing this every morning or at least every night after the last game locks or whatever. Learn from sharper players. Don't learn from your results. Well, Luis Patino, like, okay, let's go through Luis Patino. Where's Luis Patino? Filter by team. They got to fix the filter by position. Someone has to mark that down. Someone mark that down in Slack. It's going to be a pain in the ass, because especially when you're trying to do pitchers versus whatever. Okay, so let's go to uh, Tampa Bay. Right? So Luis Patino, based on who I've saved here, he was, what, 21% owned. And, I mean, Brick had 32. I mean, it's, I understand on draft, he was two pitchers on yesterday's slate. Tough, right? But the Colts, 2.7. E Hafner had zero. Ahobro had zero. RBX 88 at 10. Royal Payne at 11. Like, more often than not, yeah, a little bit, a little bit under in general. This is what you kind of look at. Like, if you if you played Luis Patino and, and we looked here and, like, almost no one played them, then then that, may, that maybe you screwed up. The fact that he pitched 13 pitches and came out of the game injured and scored minus one points or whatever, does not mean you made a mistake? No. Because look at this. I mean, I respect all these players. Some people got different elsewhere. If you played Patino, you got different elsewhere. If you didn't play Patino, you didn't have to worry about that. So you look here and you look, the, so the results don't matter. I mean, eventually they do, right? Obviously. That's why you use results TV to study lineups. Right, Daniel Daniel Hod- Hodgings gives the exact point. It's 2022. I've been saying this even 2017, definitely. Like if you were to do the five-man by default, considering what others would do i think in practice though the field doesn't stack five and four enough so it's probably easiest most efficient to just do that yes that's exactly what i find so on 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 large slates larger slates well we're, we'll start to get larger slates than 70s i pretty much only do five man stacks that's it can i find four man stacks that are also plus b yeah but i mean on a 15 game, 13, 12 game slate, there's just so many damn lineups you can make that are good. So I have to have some type of qualifier. It's more efficient for me to just okay, well, it's just pull five man stacks. Yesterday on FanDuel, I did all four, three, one. Typically on FanDuel, I I typically make four three one stacks. No matter the size of the slate or anything. Well, obviously, three. I definitely don't play three man three game slates on FanDuel. Before I do the four three one because of the utility position. That that that's that's a that's a conversation for another day. That's a conversation for the utility the, the utility uh, uh, slot on Fanduel is the biggest and obviously only one pitcher uh, and also the catcher. You don't have to play catcher, I guess. Those are like the major differences between Fanduel and DraftKings. But that utility spot is, I think, the big. I think the utility spot on Fanduel. Is more of a difference between that that, to adjust to than the one than the one picture. Most people view it as like, oh, it's a one-picture site, it's a two-picture site. It's like, no, it's a utility slot site. For me, at least, it's a utility slot site and a non-utility slot site. Because it it make it makes uh, one-offs way more important. And I'm assuming at, at maybe maybe Daniel could could run. Can run some tests for me. Something that I've—it's the same thing. It's the very same concept of the of uh, playing three outfielders from the same team in your stack on DraftKings. The utility—the utility spot on Fanduel makes it very difficult to win with. uh, Much less—it's not very difficult but one-offs are way more important because you could because you, you could play all of, any of them. So, for instance, if, if you want me to explain the like very bare basics is that, and this, I mean, Neil talked about this on the Theory of DFS podcast, that's going to come out today, this afternoon. But like on this slate, for instance, right? We, we look here. Uh, let's go to, I mean, this is, if Vlad Guerrero hits a home run, right he's first base only right i believe he hits a home run and matt olsen hits a home run on DraftKings, no one could have both of them right so essentially it doesn't matter which one you have i mean obviously you may have blue jay stacks versus a stacks or whatever but from a one-off perspective if both of them hit two home runs both of them hit three home runs both of them hit more of it. Let's keep on going. Right? So Vlad Guerrero is sitting there with 60 fantasy points. Right? And Matt Olsen goes off and hit, he hits four on ones. Now he's sitting there with 60 fantasy points. On DraftKings, you can't have both of them. So if Matt Olsen is 15% owned or whatever, 25% owned and Vlad's 10% owned, Vlad's ownership doesn't even matter anymore right? Olsen's ownership doesn't matter anymore. Like if, if you have Guerrero over Olson, it doesn't, you could only roster one. On FanDuel, that isn't true. FanDuel, you could play two first base because you have that utility spot. So when that's the case, it's more likely that one-offs outside of stats, the team didn't go off, but the player did, are more likely to appear in winning lines, in the highest ceiling lineups which is the main reason why I try not to play four fours on fantasy. I'll play four, three, ones. Four, four will lock you out of that. So if you play a four man from this team and a four man from that team and a way, you know, some other team did, these two teams do well. And then one team puts up, you know, whatever amount of points and Eloy Jimenez has a, has a grand slam and a three run homer and he's sitting there on FanDuel with 58 fantasy points. Right? And you're looking at your your stack and you had that. you have an outfielder there that has 25, I mean that had a 3-run home run. But if you would have just replaced that guy with Eloy Jimenez, for the similar price and made it a 4-3-1, you have the nuts. That's more likely to happen on FanDuel. Can I can I uh, intrinsically mathematically prove it no it's i I can intuitively conceptually ponder it it's it's something where either uh it's it's something where uh if i'm making a mistake it's not a big mistake but if i if i'm doing something that's plus ev it's going to provide even more edge so so nerdy tenor could Maybe maybe run 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 some or or just basically basically maybe even look on his his FanDuel lineups versus Draft the DraftKings you'd look at how how often versus the field or something uh, you're using three outfielders from the same team right in the outfield slots because I'm not talking about like a, a first baseman outfielder that is in the first baseman spot I'm just talking about locking up all three outfield slots with uh with with as part of the stack and then on FanDuel it's how often did not our four fours versus four three ones the nut lineup? But those are things. Remember, you think in terms of more likely and less likely. You now, what's the best? The no, no, the no best. Oh, I'm not going to make four fours on FanDuel anymore. There's plenty of great four four lineups. The problem is, is that let's say you're building 20, and it's a 14 game slate, and I, if I told you there were uh, 174,000 plus EV liners that you could play tonight. That if you played any 20 of them, I'd say, okay, some are better than others, right? But they're all profitable over the long run. Which 20 do you play? You have 174,000 to choose from. Like there has to be some method of which 20 do you play. Some people just boop, boop, close your eyes, random. Whatever you could, you can do that. So it doesn't matter. It's like okay, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a strategic decision out of these 174,000 lineups. I'm just gonna weed out anything that isn't a five-man stack. So it's like okay, I'm gonna get rid of it. Now you're down to 112,000 lineups, right? Because there's more five-man stacks in there. And then you go, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't, i am going to i am going to i do not I want to make sure to have a good amount of one-on. So I'm not gonna play a five-three. So you start getting rid of five three lines now you're down to a hundred and one thousand, right that you're still you're basically just exclude, like excluding all these traits just for the sake of efficiency so it's easier to just say like i want 20 lineups that are five one one ones that have you know i'm going to x out this you know i'm i'm going to x out this pitcher right this pitcher is way over i'm just not going to play him even though i can build plenty of plus even lines. i get build 10,000 plus cv lineups with that pitcher right but i'm only playing 20 lineups instead of having one out of 20 with that pitch that's the eh, get rid of it like that's what you're doing so it's not a matter of if people try to start from the beginning of like i have zero plus cv lineups and how do i create 20 of them instead of thinking in terms of there are any types of traits exist in this wide expanse of plus cv lineups and how do I narrow it down to which ones do I actually want to play? Right? And there'll be more lineups with under-owned players and more less lineups with over-owned players. We've discussed all of this before. But that's why people dramatically overthink MLB. Dramatically. MLB is close to as, as simple of a sport as golf is. I would consider golf to be one of the simplest sports. MMA would be one of the simplest sports. I think golf is simpler than MMA because golf there's no correlation, right? MMA it's like, well, do you play play fighters against each other? You at least have to think about that. In golf, it doesn't matter. So just spend most of, spend most of your salary usually, and pick six golfers. A lot of a lot of times you could just do that. Just uh, spend forty nine five and just as long as it fits that salary, you're probably It's probably a fine competitive. I don't know. I don't know what, even know what the ownership is. Right then, once you start comparing ownership, then you can see which lineups are, you know, a little bit better than others. But other than that, golf, like if you if you wanted to just like eh, close your eyes and just pick six golfers, even if it's a bad lineup, it can't be that much worse than other lineups. Like the differences between lineups is very narrow in golf, but it's very similar in MLB. Yes, it's an event-driven sport, but it's absurdly. Absurd amount of variance. So I just think in terms of what teams are overowned and what teams are under-owned. What pictures are overowned, what pictures are under-owned. What one-offs are under-owned, what, what one-offs are overowned. And then it's just a matter of I want to play less of the over-owned stuff and more of the under-owned stuff. And then give me a hundred lineups. <laughs> and that's it. You just press a button, right? And then you see. You see what lineups come out you go, okay, well, the Braves are going to be like 25% owned as a stack. I'm playing 10%, right? I'm not playing zero. I'm just playing, they're overowned, so I'm playing less of them, right? I saw the Marlins were under-owned, so I'm playing more of them, right? On FanDuel, uh, Manoa was only like 18% owned. I played like 35% of them, right? Played more of them. played X'd out, but I played zero, but, you know, right? But I also played zero Lorenzen because I was playing the Marlins. I could have played some lineups with Lorenzen in it, but I thought I had so many so much Marlins. I'm just gonna play 100 lineups and just get rid of what. What's the point of having five lineups with Lorenzen? I'll just make sure I have more Marlins lineups. Didn't work out. I mean, it, and it, but it's Fanduel. It's very it's, it's very hard no matter what you do. If you if you play diversified enough on Fanduel, for you to lose more than like 50 percent of your, your your entry fees anyway. Right, you put in four hundred forty-four dollars. I think I got back like three hundred, three hundred and change, and 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 like I have like a third of my lineups have Marlins, and and twenty percent of my lineups have Mariners, and the teams combined for two runs, right, right, and it all came from 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 Jesus Sanchez. So it's only one batter. I still only lost like what thirty percent of my money or something. But that's what that's that's it. And then put stuff together. Well, do you play the eighth hitter? Or do you play the sixth there? Are they on the same team? Yes. Play with play him. I don't care. I Blue Jays stacks with some with Santiago Espinal in them. There's only two lineups. But he fit, If he fits in that spot, he fits in. Okay, there you go. He fits. Yeah, but he's the ninth hitter. Yeah, but he'll still get three at bats. Maybe four at bats. Maybe five at bats if the Blue Jays put up a lot of runs. And who says he's not the one that? at a shortstop position, right? Then he ends up with, you know, going three for five with a home run and a double. Yes, he may only hit five home runs the whole season, but maybe today's the day. And he's point nothing percent owned. If he fits in the stack, you feel, okay. Now, if I see that that type of player is in 28% of my line, maybe, 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 I, maybe I find a way to find different lines, more, more different lines but they, they fit in a couple of lineups or whatever. Are they on the same team? That's all that matters to me. Four batters on FanDuel, all on the same team. What the battering order? I, I don't know, I don't, but it doesn't matter to me. The plate appearance expectation is already factored into the projection. So that's it's going to do it anyway. The only thing that I will do is go through after I make, make the lineups. And a lot of times I'm making more lineups than I need. So if I'm playing 100, I'm probably making 150 and then weeding out 50 uh, I will look at the stacks like at the, the team in lineup HQ in uh, in the my lineup page and sort by team just to make sure that even my team my team stacks are diversified All right so if I'm playing Phil if I'm uh, for instance I could show today on let's we'll, we'll talk about Toronto why not All right we let's look at the order here now based on these projections right you're barely gonna get and he well Espinal is a second base shortstop, so you may get some. Tyler Heineman, because you'll have Tyler Heineman and Alondro Kirk in the same line. And right, they're both if they're both in the same line, if they're both catcher only. So on DraftKings, Kirk is thirty three hundred at at seven points. So if you sort by point per dollar, like you're more likely in your stacks to get Heineman than Kirk. Because Kyneman provides you with a higher point-per-dollar value. And remember, the optimizer, all, that's all it knows. Just solving a knapsack problem. So most likely, if I'm like, oh, I want a ton of the Blue Jays. I'm not saying we should tonight. I'm just making an example. And, you, and you're and you like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have 20%. I have 20 Blue Jay stacks. It's possible in all 20 stacks, you have zero Alejandro because Heidemann has a better point-per-dollar value. You may barely get any uh, Lourdes guriel at a 7.56 projection at 3,700. Right? You may end up getting... And I outfield, outfield is obviously more... There's more players in the pool. So I may look at, down at the Toronto stacks in the, my lineup page and go, out of these 20 stacks, right? It's like, oh, I have 20... Vlad Guerrero. I have eighteen George Springer. I have sixteen Teoscar Hernandez. I got ten Chapman, <clears throat> eight Bichette. But I go down and it's like, like five Heinemann, zero Kirk. And I may maybe I have one lineup with, with uh, with Guriel. I go well. I, a lot of these stacks look the same. Also, like it's like the same five guys. With like one person change. So maybe I say, like, okay, well, maybe I want to make sure to get six percent Gurriel instead of one percent. You know, what instead of having one lineup out of the 20 with Guriel, I want six of the lineups with Guriel. Instead of having all of the lineups with uh with Teoscar Hernandez, <coughs> I cap him. So I start getting more Springer and more Gurriel, more Beaubichette at shortstop, right? Because it's filling in like Santiago Espinal is in eight out of my 20 lineups. <coughs> eight out of my 20 Blue Jays stacks. And Boba only in two of them. So it's like, now nah, let me, let me, I want the other way around. Even it, even if it needs to find a one-off as part of that lineup elsewhere, that is a cheap guy, right? So I would do stuff like that. Just to, it, some, some of the, the worst feeling in the world, it's not the worst feeling in the world, but it could be, it could be, is, you play, you play MLB DFS, and you're like, oh, I'm going to play a ton. I'm going to stack a ton of this team, right? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stack a ton of the Phillies, right? So you stack the Phillies. Are the Phillies playing today? Are they? No. Or the Astros. Yeah, okay. They'll give you the Astros. I'm going to stack the Astros against Bumgarner, right? And take a look. If this happens to be the starting lineup, right? Altuve, Peña, Bregman, Alvarez, Guriel, Tucker, Diaz, McCormick, Maldonado. You're like I'm stacking the crap out. I'm stacking against Bumgarner, a ton, right? So you play Altuve, you play Pena, you play Bregman, you play Jordan Alvarez, right? You play Kyle Tucker. It's like I I, I play, I'm playing 50 Astro stacks, and you use the lineup builder, and it's so, it shows you that you have 50 50 Astro stacks. Yeah, but it's like mostly those five guys. And then yearly Gurriel gets 10 RBIs in the game on three home runs. And you have him in zero of the lineups. <laughs> anyway, you, you have him in two lineups, right? Out of, the, out of the 50 or something, right? Chaz McCormick goes ham. And it's like, yeah, hey, I play 50 lineups with the extra stacks and he's in like a three of them. Like, I'm not saying that he should be in 25 of them, but maybe more than three. Martin Maldonado is the catcher, man. He's the catcher that hits two home runs today. Or he's the only catcher on the whole day that hits home run. And the 14 points or 16 or whatever, that's what you need. And it's like, yeah, oh, well, I'm going to ask him Not Martin. You never know. It. As long as they're all on the same team. So that's why when people are like, do you, do you gaps or whatever? Just five batters, same team. That's, that. that's it. Don't, don't overthink this. Right. So that's what, that's that. a lot of, that's what I'm doing before lock them, a lot of the times, it's like I've already, I've already chosen the teams. The percentage I'm playing of each team stack in my X amount of lineups. How many of of pitchers I'm playing? Not how many, like how many? I'm playing five pitchers. I'm like, how much of each pitcher? If they're over owned, I'm playing less. If they're under owned, I'm playing more. Right? That's that's the concept. Same thing for stacks. Once I got that, once I got that figured out, then it's just a matter of pressing the build button and then making sure that I'm diversified enough so that, you know, if I have more of this team, I want more of everyone. I want to make sure I even have the ninth hitter, the eighth hitter, whatever hitters. If I have less of that team, right. If I only, if, if I only have like yesterday, if I, if I were to only have two A stacks, how much diversification can I get in two A stacks? Probably if I didn't get Sheldon Noose or whatever, so be it, right? But if you have 20 Blue Jays stacks and you have zero Guriel, I think that's a problem, right? I'd rather be more diverse and to make sure that I don't want the Blue Jays to go off and then me not to have the key player that you needed in a Blue Jays stack when I specifically was going over the field. They were an under stack that I was playing ton of. And I just so happened to not have that one player. I don't want to X out anyone from the team. That's MLB DFS. So I've explained it. You, you've, it's solved. And you use projections. And projections are the, the guiding source. Because I which teams are better than that. Well, you can see that in the, in the projections. <sighs> Jason Martinez says, just play whoever you want. Yeah. MLB, MLB is more like that than anything else, than any of the other teams, within NBA or NFL. Teams, pitchers, one-offs, that's it. You're done. And a lot of times the one-offs are being decided by your projections anyway. If you want the plate IQ projections, you can sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, right? Get an MLB only subscription or a combo premium subscription, ten dollars off your first month. Click on the link in the description. And if you're part of Rotogrinders Premium, I also have my old Discord channel. You get to join the Discord. I'm in the I'm in the back channel, the 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 Cardi, the Cardi Bros in there, the spreadsheet Virgins, as as Levitan would say, and uh, in my channel we talk uh, we, we talk about all this type of stuff. It's the same thing. If you want to ask questions and you didn't make it to the YouTube shows every day, if you're not listening, if you listen to the podcast, obviously rate and review. If you're listening uh, after the fact or commenting in YouTube, uh, but you could always ask those type of questions in that channel. And I also do private coaching there, right? For no, no extra no extra fee, no extra. It's all part. It's value add. So our, our next group, and it's a group environment. So it's the it's not just one-on-one, it's one-on-one with you. And then there's still like 20 people there whatever. So we take take turns. Typically, I talk to two, three, maybe four people per call. They're there about an hour, an hour and a half. And the next one is tomorrow, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. I move them around just to make sure, obviously to fit my schedule and also to make sure that, you know what? I'm, I don't get off of work at that time or I'm only good on weekends or whatever. We move them around enough. But if you want to if you want to join Roto Premium, get all the tools, get the layout lineup HQ, you get everything. Results can be free. You can use that regardless, right? This you should be using this. It should be premium. Uh, and then uh, join my Blender's game theory channel. You can even turn on alerts in the Discord to get, you know, when so I post like, oh, the next session is this time, and you know, five minutes before, hey, we're ready to go. Here's the link, you know, to join. And uh, and, and yeah, a lot a lot of people like I I get the most fun out of them some of the smartest conversations I've had in DFS were in those coaching calls. We've been doing them since like January or so. so hey, there, there, there are people doing, that. There, there are subscribers of ours doing things that I didn't even consider doing. They've set up Excel stuff. They're doing that and I'm learning, right? Conceptually, we're all kind of trying to do the same thing. But like how the process of how to get there, it's interesting to see how other people how other people think of course people ask new questions also it's not just not just experienced uh, dfs players but it's it's nice to have uh, have smart conversations with a small group of people especially when uh, we don't we, we they're not recorded right they're not live broadcast and not recorded because people talk about their own their own stuff they don't want it to get out they don't want you know people to you know, if they're doing poorly like they, people show their rotor trackers and stuff. So. That's the main reason why it's it's not uh, it's not recorded for future consumption. So people feel as if it's okay to be like the only that's a when it when in when in Zoom stays in Zoom, right? If there's the 15, 16 people there, it's like anything you say, the, it's only gonna be between us. It's not gonna be posted on YouTube or shared or anything like that. So if you want to show that you're down fifty thousand dollars, if you want to show you're up seven hundred thousand dollars, if you want to show yeah, let me share my screen and show all of the stuff that you do in Python or something that it's not like, like no one's recording anything. So if you want to join, join there. Uh, the Discord is, is hopping. I mean, it's mostly baseball now. I, I'm assuming the NBA stuff, you get playoff stuff, right? I'm not going to be playing NBA playoffs, but we still got, we still got NBA playoff content. And, that, and the NBA playoffs never end, apparently. I mean, like every year it feels like the NBA playoffs... Like, is this thing still going on? So if you want to play NBA playoffs DFS, you know, we we got the content for you there. Sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. And uh, if you if you want to know more, obviously, and a lot of the concepts that I talk about on today's show this is more of a review and strategy show, hence the title tags, stra- review and strategy, strategy and review, rather than like who do we play on uh, on tonight's seven o'clock slate uh that, that that that's that's what the other shows are for even though we do talk, talk about that a lot of times here uh but all the concepts i talk about in the theory of daily fantasy sports i didn't think like a professional dfs player it's a 15-hour audio dfs masterclass from me at the theory of DFS.com. but yeah we got the morning grind i'm, I'm on the morning grind sometimes for, for for the podcast you can listen to that for a preview preview of uh of today's we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games slate for MLB. And then we got uh, Grinders Live with Dean and the guys. I'll be on Grinders Live a bunch to see. On, you'll see it. for baseball, it's not it's not the type of sport where like, oh my God, it's uh it's eleven thirty in the morning. Uh by by seven o'clock, like at like whole teams are gonna be out, pitchers are gonna be like it's it's never, it's not like the NBA. So it's it's a little bit easier to say like okay more people are gonna play this so maybe you go you go this way whatever it's a little bit a little bit easier to do that type of stuff uh, so we talked about it a little bit more about today's slate but if people have questions in the YouTube chat I always answer them right because that's what I do here helping you become a better DFS player on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com.